Alrighty, hello everyone, and welcome back to Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. My name is Bruce Johnson. I am joined remotely by my brother, Jacob Johnson. Hello. As always, he is in Pennsylvania. I am in the wonderful state of South Dakota. We're matching. What's that? We are matching. I was just, I was about to get to it. Fine, we'll do it now. (laughs) We're matching, matching t-shirts in case you somehow missed every single episode last week. Because I think we announced this on like every episode. Um, We have new t-shirts, special edition. Uh, These are our Go Therefore t-shirts. And um, we got some questions. Uh, And we were like, oh, oh, okay. Questions about what the t-shirt meant. So we were like, all right, I guess we should make an episode about it. And so here we are. What does it mean to go there for is our discussion topic today. And um, since it's our topic Friday episode, I have the obligatory responsibility. It's my civic duty to remind you to send us topic uh, ideas through our email or our website. And uh, both of those um, would be show at protonmail.com and trdshow.net, respectively. So check those out. Um, send us an email. We want to hear your topic ideas. And as Jacob is fond of reiterating perpetually, we are running out of topic ideas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thankfully, actually, we've been filling that bucket up a lot. We've got next, I think, two, three months planned out, which is... We don't need to tell them that. Oh, sorry. Whoopsies. We, uh, we're desperate. We really need topic ideas. Send them our way. Sorry. I blew that one. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> also, sign up for our newsletter, trdshow.net slash newsletter. And, oh, do you want a free t-shirt? I think I should ask them that, right? You want a free mug? Do you want a free t-shirt? You want free stickers? Yeah, we got them. Uh, if you want one of these uh, mugs, yeah, Jake's got his there. He's actually drinking from it which I wasn't. Um, if you want a sticker or a mug or, or something free from us, go to trdshow.net slash refer. All you got to do is refer some people. I think you refer 10 people. They sign up for an account. You automatically get a free sticker. It's as easy as that. Just refer some people. Just get them to sign up for an account. And then you get yourself some free stuff, which, hey, who's going to turn that down? All right. So like I said, today is our topic discussion we are discussing what does it mean to go there for, as per our brand new t-shirt. Um, what does that actually mean? Like, what's involved there? I know that that's a thing that you guys say a lot. Like, uh, And we, we, believe me, we say it a lot on the show. <laughs> it's like one of Jacob's top key phrases. Uh, if we had to put like a, a Jacob recording on a loop, it would be go there for and uh, in the beginning God. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. and uh did i cover Switch two? the order because i think in the beginning god is more important but go therefore secondly important that's fair that's fair so i'll fix the recording track for next week um <laughs> so <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we're not replacing jake with a recorder don't worry um you're not replaceable jake i'm not saying that at all all right so we got a lot to talk about today but before we can get into that and uh talk about how not replaceable jacob is we have to get to our verse of the week, which is Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 through 8. This powerful verse. It says, Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. And again, that was Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 through 8. So, 
lots there to discuss. But at the beginning, like we discussed on Monday, our Monday episode, therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. And as Jacob brought up on Wednesday, there's an action involved there. Walk in him. Don't just sit around doing nothing, which ties into our theme today really well. Walk in him. Walk in Christ. Um, rooted, we're to be rooted, built up in him, and established in the faith. This isn't just something that we just have a just a brief cursory knowledge of. It's just like, oh yeah, I sort of know a little bit about the Bible. There was a guy in a in a fish somewhere in there, I think. I don't know, that's about it. Um we're to be rooted, built up, established. This is to be something we're, we're walking in. This is constantly on our mind, constantly in our discussions with others. Um, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. And that second half then, because of all that, because we're rooted in Christ, because we have him as our foundation, because we're walking in him, we need to see to it that no one takes us captive by vain philosophy and empty deceit. But because we're rooted in him, we won't be taken captive by uh, uh, vain philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition. Um, we need to know what Christ's word, what God's word says, what Christ says, so that we are not uh, uh, deceived by human philosophy. Um, so, there's a lot more that could be said about that, obviously, but uh, we don't have a ton of time, and we also talked a lot more about that on Wednesday in our Monday episodes. So, Check those out if you want more information. Jacob's over there nodding like, yes, do that. So you should do go that. do that yeah. if you haven't already seen those. All right. Um, I just have in my notes, discuss the t-shirt. So we need to discuss the t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so this is our limited edition. Not limited, actually. It's special edition. There's, there's a difference. It's not limited. Go and grab yours today. Um, <laughs> but we put this together. Um for a couple of different reasons, a couple of different things in mind. Um, and I think it's twofold, and I know that Jake wants to get into that as well, the twofold aspect of it, right? But our our whole topic today is what does it mean to go there for? Because if you can see on our t-shirt, that's the main thing, is, is go there for, big letters, go there for. Um, and we have Matthew 28, verses 18 through 22. Yeah, no, 18 through 20, written across the bottom. And what does that mean? That's like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And then we, say, we have a second part, which says, apply all of scripture to all of life, which is what you're to go there for and do. So it's like, huh, I wonder what that means. I wonder why they put out this uh, cryptic t-shirt. Uh, hopefully after today's episode, it won't be so cryptic. So I want to start out by saying um, and explaining where we find this go therefore phrase in scripture. Like where do we see this in scripture? Obviously this isn't like common language. This is something that uh, uh, we've derived from somewhere. Therefore isn't generally a word that's used in our uh, English language, but it's, um, it's somewhere in scripture. So where is that? Oh, go, go ahead, Jake. Yeah. And I mean, <clears throat> we, but also it's like, Go therefore, we we can hear that and we can understand it's the Great Commission, right? Um, in your Bible, it, it typically says over this area, it says the Great Commission. Yeah. And we can hear this go therefore, um, but not really understand what that means yes. and what that entails. Yes. Uh, so you won't really understand it unless it's practically applied. Yep. Um, yep. Absolutely. So so that's, that's one what of we're gonna the do, try and do today. Yes, exactly. Yeah, mm -hmm. one of the things we want to touch on today is the the practical application of what this means. So uh, let's start out just by reading Matthew twenty eight eighteen through twenty two, which is where this phrase is found. It says, 
And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. End quote. So also we see this same language. Now, it isn't necessarily go therefore, but we, we see a similar language in Genesis chapter 1 verse 28, um, which is the, the same command echoed in a slightly different way. But it says, fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over every living thing that moves on the earth. So there's a dominion aspect to this. Huh, this is starting to starting to build. What What is this? Um, but we would be remiss of our duty as um, people trying to give you new things to study in the word of God if we didn't extrapolate uh, and, and, and broaden, rather, our scope to the rest of scripture. So we've looked at Genesis, we looked at Matthew, but there's more to the scripture than just those two books, right? So is this a, a weird idea that we're just pulling from two random verses in the Bible? Is this just something that we're misunderstanding? That we're not meant to go there for? That we're not meant to go into all the nations and call them to obey Christ? Is this not something, is maybe it's just, we're just coming up with this. And if you haven't read the rest of scripture, I could understand that perspective. Um, but as I'm hoping to demonstrate to you, this is clearly not something just isolated to the book of Matthew and the book of Genesis. <laughs> Going and transforming culture is not a new idea. Caring about the culture and country you reside in and working to claim it for Christ is not even just unique to the New Testament. Um, even a brief study through redemptive history shows us that God cares about how cultures are structured and has given us a blueprint for how to run them. Um, so I want to just take you through a couple of different passages. Before I do, Jake, anything you'd like to add to this setup before I go into some of these verses or this discussion? Nope. Okay. No. Nope. You're just like, no, get through them. These are cool. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, um, my first verse is second Chronicles chapter seven, verse 14. Uh, and it's a great example of this principle. God said, if my people who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin. And this last part is intriguing. If you thought the Bible didn't apply to all areas of life, it says, and heal their land. So obviously there's an element to this that is earthly, that is earthy, as uh, I think, is it, is it Doug Wilson or, or Gary DeMar that says it's earthy? Um, I think it was you open Proverbs and the smell of fresh dirt hits you, something like that, where it's it's very mm -hmm. applicable. It's here on earth. It's it's something that you use every single day. It's not just this like theoretical, spiritual thing. It's like, no, this is very real. The Bible tells us how to live our lives. Uh, and this is part of it. And so here what we see is if my people who are called by my name humble themselves, pray seek my face, turn from their wicked ways. I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins and heal their land. So obviously this land is, it's important, not just to us. Obviously it's important to us because we have to eat from it, right? Or we have to live in it. It's a culture we live in every day, but it's also important to God. Uh, Isaiah 9, 6 uh, talks about Christ and we see it says to us, a son is given, which is obviously Christ and the government shall be upon his shoulder. So 
this this is important, right? The, the government will be upon his shoulder. So obviously, the civil government is not something that just, uh, it's like out in limbo. It's like, well, whatever that thing does, whatever that huge conglomerate of people does, it, it doesn't really matter, right? Obviously, this matters. It's on the it's on Christ's shoulders. And as we see in Romans 13, it has authority delegated to it by Christ. Um, Psalms chapter 2 is all about calling the nations to obey the Lord. It says, be warned, O rulers of the earth, serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. So who is being called to serve the Lord here? It's not just Christians. It's not just people who believe that God exists. It's also those who in unrighteousness suppress the truth that he exists. And it's to rulers. It's to those who are governing a nation. Psalms chapter 2 is calling them to serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Now that paints a pretty vivid picture right there. We rejoice with trembling, right? We're, we're fearful of the power of God. That's the, They should understand the responsibility of the position they've been placed in. 1 Chronicles 29.11 says, All that in uh, is in the heavens and in the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and you are exalted as head above all. Christ here is above all. He is above the all powers on this earth. He is in control of them. They are under him. Second Chronicles 20 verse 6 says, You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Just America? Just Israel? What was that? What was that word in there? I think it said all, right? <laughs> this is not something that is just localized to your local area. This is fully comprehensive, fully extensive, and there are so, so many more verses I can pull from. This is just the tip of the iceberg. And what I meant to do here was prove to you and demonstrate from Scripture that this isn't a newfangled idea. This isn't something that's just in the new covenant. This has been God's redemptive plan all along. It's for the entire world to become his kingdom. Yeah, and and that's something that I was even going to be touching on when I when I have talking about what I've uh what I want to talk about. Yeah. Nice. <clears throat> is that um is that word all? Yes. We we find that word throughout a bunch of verses in the Bible and and we we lose sight of what that actually means. Mm, like, what does yeah. all mean? Right. Well, I mean, all means all, everything. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit more. Yeah. And, yeah, we can tend to gloss over those, those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. When that's actually a pretty big statement. Do you know how big all is? <laughs> it's not small, I'll tell you that much. Um, cool, okay, so this is all, we're, we're building up to something here. So I'm trying to lay the foundation, lay the groundwork, and last 10 minutes, we really want to delve into something big here. Um, so I want to try and, and, and build up to that. So next step along the way, now that we've, we've established that Christ is, is ruling, and that's always been the plan, the covenantal plan, the redemptive historical plan, is for Christ to rule comprehensively over the entire earth. All the kingdoms belong to him. Okay, the next bit of, of, of this that I want to talk about is the command of Christ backed by his authority, which plays directly into this. Finally, um, I mean, I mean, we, we can't stress enough the importance of understanding whose glory we are working towards um, and where any ounce, any ounce of authority and wisdom truly comes from. 
We do not have authority in ourselves in any regard. Apart from Christ, we are the very thing that needs to be conquered. We're the very thing that Christ had to die to, to stop, which is sin, put an end to, put to death. Apart from him, that's us. We are his enemies. So obviously this authority is not coming from us. It's coming from him. If we attempt to do any of this without using the word of God and resting on his authority, we work contrary to our mission. Uh, in Matthew eleven twenty seven 27 through 30, Christ said, All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So there's a lot in this. The first part is talking about all things have been handed over to Christ by the Father. But if you notice there at the end, it says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, I will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me. This is a command to learn from Christ. Um, and, you know, this this imagery is the yoke being put on top of uh, a cow who is pulling a plow, right? That's There's work involved. You're actively pulling something. You're actively working for something, which can sound like, oh my goodness, oh, that's, that's a lot of work. That's, wow, that, that starts to hit us, right? Which is why Christ added this last part. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Is he saying that there's no work to be done? Is he saying that we should do nothing? That we should sit and not pull the plow? No. But is he saying that we can't handle it? Is he saying that he hasn't given us what we need to do what he's called us to do? Nope. Not saying that either. And we, we look at, we look at especially taking into account what we were talking about, even in the our current events section, we look at what is the other side? For God's yoke is easy and his burden is light. Yes. Then we look at the other side. Comparatively, um, what does the other religion say? Right? Mm. And I'm talking about yeah. the secular religion, the religion of the state, basically. Yes. Is, is that we... And that always changes, right? There's so much in... You never know when you're breaking their laws or upholding their laws. Yep. And... And also, even when you're upholding their laws, right, they attack you. <laughs> yes. right? We find so much in our current culture where even, I think it was most recently, an LGBTQ business was providing LGBTQ services and stuff, and someone has hacked them saying they're not LGBTQ enough. <laughs> wow. And, and so it's... They turn on their own... Exactly. So yeah. that's why comparatively we look at this is why Christ's yoke is easy and his burden is light. Yes. It's so much more stable than the world's. Yeah. It has true wisdom attached to it. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, yeah. So also part of this, we're talking, we want to talk and move into authority, right? And remember that in Matthew 28, 18, Christ said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me been given to Christ. He is the one with all the authority. And he's the one who delegates that authority. Romans chapter 13 discusses that. When we work for the kingdom, we aren't working for our own pleasures and our own selfish happiness. 
um, apart from Christ. We're working for his kingdom. We're not working because we want to live in a nice society. That's a, that's a benefit. That's an added symptom of a kingdom, uh, of, of Christ's kingdom. That's an added benefit of a culture that is following God and his law. But that's not the reason we're doing it. We're doing it because Christ has called us to do it. <clears throat> Colossians 3.17 tells us that whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of Lord Jesus. We should be praying that his will be done here on earth as it is done in heaven. Not our will, but his will be done. And our motivations have to be uh, uh, unselfishly motivated. We, we can't be doing this just because we are reminiscent. We, 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 we like the way things used to be and we want it to go back to that. Um, we can't be doing this because we, in our own wisdom, think that the world would be a better place if we did it this way. Our motivations have to be Christ has called us to do it this way. Christ has called us to have the four spheres of culture, self, family, church, and state all be responsible to him and all be doing what they're called to do unto him. So all of that builds up to a climax, builds up to this point where we want to make the statement and discuss a little bit because we're going to get into this. Remember, we're going to get more in-depth in into this in, in future episodes. But little bit, scratch the surface of what it looks like for the nations to be his disciples. We're called to go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Make all the nations to be disciples of Christ, teaching them to obey everything he's taught. What does that actually look like? And so I, I have two points, but Jake, I'd love for you to go first, since I've been doing a ton of blabbing this whole time. Right. Yeah, sure thing. <laughs> Uh, and I, I want to talk about this point with talking about what we are currently doing, right? We, we want to understand what we are supposed to do, but let's first of all look at what we are currently doing. Mm. Um, and that is the current culture in our current day and age, we have the idea that we should only be preaching the gospel of Christ's death and resurrection. Yes. Basically, uh salvation gospel right? <laughs> and yeah. that's a myth right that is an obvious myth that is not what we should be preaching we should be preaching the whole council of god it, it's a myth in the sense that that's not what the bible tells us to do not in exactly. the sense that people aren't doing that unfortunately the large majority of churches yeah. are doing that <laughs> which is mm -hmm. why we're in the, the 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 deep trouble that we are today yeah yeah and with this i want to set up a quote by J. Gresham Machen. And that quote says, Shut yourself up in an intellectual monastery. Do not disturb yourself with the thoughts of unregenerate men, and of course you will find it easier to be a Christian. Just as it is easier to be a good soldier in comfortable winter quarters than it is on the field of battle. <clears throat> you save your own soul. But the Lord's enemies will remain in possession of the field. Yes. Yep. Perfectly, like, obviously that it, he's being sarcastic there. <laughs> he's being, uh, but it's, that is so true, right? That is our ideal, right? In, in while we may not, I might, actually, I think there might be some that would agree with this statement if it wasn't sarcastic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That we should only stay inside and don't don't go out 
But I think the majority of people wouldn't say that that's what they believe. They yep. think they don't think that this is how they believe, but in, in all actuality, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but talking about this verse and kind of breaking it down, we first find where Christ says, "All authority is His." Right, <clears throat> all authority. But again. As we do so much in our current culture, we misunderstand what all means. Mm. Authority everywhere is God's, right? Everywhere, both on heaven and on earth, is God's. Mm. Yeah. So then, we are then called, as servants of God, we are called to go therefore. First, teaching the people to... Teaching all the people, revealing to them that Christ has the authority, and that he has all the authority, but then also teaching them the nations to observe all of his laws. So basically, having them also realize, and showing them, that, and making them realize that he has authority, right? Yep. And in me stating it this way, I'm basically saying that we are not obtaining authority, right? We're not... We're not giving authority to Christ by taking <laughs> over these parts. Yes. By, by going, therefore, we're not, we're not creating this authority and then giving it to Christ. Yes, great point. <clears throat> yeah. We are claiming authority for Christ, right, in all areas, right? Um, <clears throat> but then I want to move on to talking about the second idea which we have on our shirt. <clears throat> and the second idea, right, is that we are teaching the nations to obey, first of all, teaching the nations to obey all that Christ has commanded. And that adding on to that, we see that what God has commanded pertains to all areas of life, yes. right, as we say and apply all of scripture to all of life, right, it pertains to all areas of life, right. And so it's not limited, right? We have a very limited thinking in that we are teaching the nations to observe all that Christ has commanded. And that means Christ died for us. All right, moving on. You <laughs> yeah. know? Yeah, like, uh, you are born. The... It's like, yeah, I get it. I'm a new creature in Christ. What do I do now, right? Yeah. Yeah. But we are teaching all that he has commanded. Yep. <clears throat> and that is everywhere in Scripture. Yes. Go through the entirety of scripture <clears throat> to find out what he has commanded. Yes. Right? And that yep. is our call. That is what we should be doing. Finding out what Christ has actually commanded and then showing people, hey, this is what he's commanded. Yes. Right? Then go do this. Yes. And, and, and to me, that's that's the practicality of this. This is where I would see the practicality in that what we are to do now is find all that Christ has commanded. Because in our current culture, we don't know that. We don't know the all the commandments Christ has had yeah. for us. Yeah, and that's the worst part. If the Christians don't know it, how can we exactly. expect the unbelievers in their darkened minds to know it? Yeah, and that at the beginning of American culture, the Christians knew it so deeply and so well that even the secularists, even the, the unbelievers knew it in a more, in a sometimes better way than the Christians do today. Because it was yeah. so prevalent in the Christian community, but because it's so lacking, because any knowledge of the civil law and the societal laws throughout God's word and how it applies to our life is lacking in the Christian culture, the world, of course, is not going to know it if we don't know it at all. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, so we, we got about two minutes left. I have two points that I'd like to make. So before I get to that, though, anything you'd like to wrap up, anything you'd like to address that you think is really important before I get to those? I no. Sorry, I cut you off. No, I didn't mean go to. Ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, just just really two quick things. One is that the, the book of Nehemiah is a great example uh, for how we should be seeking to structure our societies. Um, if you get the time. That's a really good book to read through. Uh, but you'll notice that after all the structures were rebuilt, the people all gathered together in the main square to hear the law read to them. Everyone from the top of society to the bottom, the magistrates, the fathers, the priests were all instructed in the wisdom of God's and God's perfect law. Um, as a, a pastor here in, in South Dakota always says, you know, from, from the mayor all the way down to the local dog catcher. I mean, it's, it's comprehensive Christianity, as we talked about in the Confessional County by Raymond Simmons. It's all areas of life. So that's why on our shirt, we say apply all of scripture to all of life, like Jacob was just talking about. Um, but, but secondly, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not, it's not just the knowledge. It's also making a confession as a nation, as a country. A nation who is a disciple of Christ will publicly confess him. This includes both on a, on a social, on a societal, and on a national level, in a civil governmental level. Both the civil government and the people of discipled nations should acknowledge Christ as Lord and King over every aspect of their dealings with others and personal intentions. Christ is Lord, both of our hearts and the three other spheres of authority he has instituted family, church, and state. He is not just Lord of our heart. While he is that, he is also Lord of everything else. <laughs> and because of that fact, because all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him, he is Lord of all. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. Because all of that, we now therefore go, teach the nations to obey, given that Christ is with us until the end of the age. Yeah, and <clears throat> that sort of fits into what I even what I was saying, talking about that we, in order to show the people right that Christ has the authority, which will in, uh, which will make them confess Him publicly, confess Him in all areas, right? We have to first show them and have them realize that He has the authority, right? Yes. And teaching them. All that he commands yep. will show them and will make them realize that he has authority. Yep. Yep. That's great. There's so much more I'd love to say on that matter, especially as it relates to like Daniel and the book of Deuteronomy where it talks about, hey, part of the intention of this law being given is that the nations around you will look and say, wow, mm. what God do they worship? Right. There's so much there. But we are literally one minute over. So, <laughs> dude, thanks so much for your research and study that you put into this and brought um, today. I hope that this was a helpful conversation to you all. Um, and if you had any questions, disagreements, or uh, just comments in general, we would love to hear from you. Send us an email at trdshow at protonmail.com with your thoughts on what we discussed today. Go there for buy yourself a t-shirt. It's a cool t-shirt. We hope the design uh, is to your liking and we hope you like it go to trdshow.net go to our merch store which you can find by going to our website and um, we look forward to seeing you on our Monday episode where we break down current events that happened this week from a biblical perspective and remember everyone until then in all that you do 
do it as unto the Lord.